And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gents. This is the boy Casanova for Orlando, Florida, on this awesome and international podcast. Good wine and great left, season 7, episode 13. And today's topic is a fiery debate on the U.S. Senate floor about providing meals to LGBTQ plus students. You will know shortly the type of wine I am drinking. So, ladies and gents, let's get this party started. Let's go! And ladies and gents, once again, this is Abar Casanova from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, Season 7, Episode 13. And once again, today's topic is a fiery debate on the U.S. Senate floor about providing meals to LGBTQ plus students. And today is Saturday, October 28th. 2023, the last Saturday of this month, the pink month, the weather here in Orlandito will be with sunshine along with some cloudy intervals, highs of 86 and lowest of 68. And before I jump right on today's topic, I will let you know about the wine of the day here at Casa Casanova. This, today we're going to France, ladies and gents. I have a good friend of mine that gave me this nice bottle of white wine. It's called <clears throat> Infamous Gold. It's a Carbonate Blanc. It's a wine from France, vintage of 2022. Uh, and according to the label in the back, it says since 1890, the Pujibet family has been producing award-winning wines with a savor fair for the four generations. Located in south of France on the Mediterranean Sea, La, Combo La Colombette estate pairs genius with innovation in this exquisite carbonate blanc derived from a new grape varietal, golden in color with exotic fruit on the nose, a lovely freshness on the palate with a subtle balance between acidity and fruit. Alcohol percent of this one is 11.5, ladies and gents. Once again, I'd like to thank my friend Tony for giving me this bottle of wine. It's a new wine that never had it, so, and never heard of it either. So let's see what's this Carbonet Blanc from France is all about. Beautiful gold color, ladies and gentlemen, golden color. 
beautiful nose too. Smell good. Okay, to me, ladies and gentlemen, this one is a, it's right between, I would say, a Pinot Grigio and a Sauvignon Blanc. Right in the middle. It's a very tasty wine, ladies and gents. For if you drink one of these two wine type, you're definitely going to love this Carbonet Blanc from France. And my score, I would give a 9... Give a nine and a half for this wine, ladies. It's, it's a very pleasant white wine. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Jesus. <coughs> I believe you will enjoy. So, ladies and gents, let's jump right on to this topic. You're going to hear a great recording of this debate that happened this week in the Senate, and once again, it's a fight debate between senators, five senators, three Democrats and two Republicans that are debating about the legality and the right thing to do as far providing school meals for LGBT students. So I want you to listen to this. I got a lot to say. But as those that listen to my podcast constantly, you know how I do. I always pre- present the facts, present the topic, and then I'll give my two cents what I think. What on what I think about the situation. So let me pause the background music here real quick. And the first senator... It's going to be in order. So the first senator speaking is going to be Senator Debbie. Is stable no or stable now from Michigan? The next one is going to be Senator Tammy Baldwin, another Democrat from Wisconsin. The third one is going to be Brian Schultz, Democrat from Hawaii. And then the, the next one, the fourth one is going to be Roger Marshall, a Republican from Kansas. And the last one is going to be the man with no balls, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas. And I'll explain why I call him the man with no balls. When I give my two cents, you will completely understand. And I bet you're going to agree with me too. So, here we go. Thank you, Mr. President. Also from Michigan. It's wonderful to see you in the chair. (laughs) I want to explain how we got here today. Because you're going to hear a lot of things that are just false today. And frankly, things that I believe are mean and using some of our most vulnerable children for political stunts. But let's start. Why are we having this discussion? Well, the Supreme Court has ruled that discrimination based on sex includes sexual orientation and gender identity. In general, makes sense. The administration, including the U.S. Department of Agriculture, is simply updating their policies to comply with the law. Now, last year, 22 Republican attorney generals took the Department of Agriculture to court based on the argument that you will hear today from this resolution's sponsor. Everything you will hear 
they sued the Department of Agriculture over, and the court just dismissed the case. They completely dismissed the case. And in fact, the opinion dismissing the lawsuit called the Republicans out for their political stunt. This is the judge saying this, stating that this case had nothing to do with bathrooms or sports teams. And the judge then said, this case is about food stamps and nutrition, not bathrooms, not sports teams, not free speech, and not religious exercise. It's about whether or not the USDA is how they administer food benefits, school breakfast, school lunch, after school snacks, other kinds of school and other food programs. And the judge said the plaintiff states have ignored a federal statute. They want to ignore a federal statute and discriminate against poor people who do not conform to traditional conceptions of sex. So this is about food programs. And then the judge went on to say plaintiff states insistence to the contrary is no more than an invitation to join a political discussion untethered to applicable statutes or precedent. The court will instead simply apply the law. So I urge the rejection of what has been called a political stunt by the federal court. I'm calling it a political stunt because it's very clear that children are being used to address what some colleagues have said is just red meat to re Republicans, to like feed the cultural wars. Now, I want to say that I'm really glad that my Republican colleagues are so concerned about, concerned about feeding kids. And they should be happy to know that the USDA food and nutrition policies have nothing to do with school bathrooms and nothing to do with school sports. The USDA food programs have nothing to do with funding the rest of the school programs. The federal nutrition money is not used on anything else, can't be withheld on anything else or funding anything else other than the school meals. That's what it's all about. This whole exercise is nothing more than a political stunt using children, as I said before, to stoke the made-up cultural wars. Every child deserves to enjoy school breakfast or lunch without being singled out for being LGBTQ+. Period. That's all this is about. I also want to just add that the Biden administration is focused on making sure that kids have access to meals and families can put food on their table. And it's absurd that anyone would say otherwise. They've increased access to free meals for students, expanded local food options, and are making meals healthier. And we came together at the end of last year, Senator Bozeman and I led an effort to expand summer meals. It was a wonderful bipartisan effort to make sure in the summer that we have 29 million children that would otherwise not eat healthy meals have a chance to get a healthy meal. So we should be working together on bipartisan efforts to provide healthy food 
for our children. This exercise does not accomplish that. It is nothing more, unfortunately, than a cruel political stunt. I urge my colleagues to vote no. Thank you. Senator from Wisconsin. Mr. President, I rise today in strong opposition. The next senator, ladies and gentlemen, is Senator Tammy Baldwin. To Senate Joint Resolution 42, which I view as a cruel effort to greenlight discrimination against LGBTQ plus children. My colleagues, some of them across the aisle, have made false claims about a policy that the Biden administration has released, a policy that makes clear the obvious, that every child should be able to get lunch at school, no matter their race, religion, ability, gender identity, sex, or sexual orientation. That's it. A simple, narrow, narrow directive from the USDA that says schools that receive federal funding for nutrition assistance must not discriminate within the confines of these nutrition programs on the basis of gender identity, sex, or sexual orientation. This is not about bathrooms. This is not about locker rooms. This is not about sports. This is also not about pushing some alleged agenda. This is about feeding children, period. Since this policy was issued over a year ago in May of 2022, the USDA has initiated no enforcement-related actions. Not a single case. Zip. Nada. Zero. This is a, quote, solution in search of a problem. The actual problem is that some of my Republican colleagues' continued efforts to pick on LGBTQ plus children for their own political gain. By overturning this policy, my Republican colleagues are essentially arguing that discrimination based on gender identity, sex, and sexual orientation is okay. While I'm so glad that there haven't been any instances of this happening, just imagine the scenario that my colleagues are trying to allow. All of us all of us in the Senate represent LGBTQ plus children and their families. Say you are one of those children and you are told you can't have your school breakfast or lunch because of who you are. Depriving a child of eating because Congress has decided that that would be okay. This is not okay. This resolution is not about doing good for the American people or making their lives better. In fact, it is quite the opposite. Resolutions like these have a profound impact on LGBTQ plus kids and their families. I rise today as some of my Republican colleagues to remind them that their actions do not go unnoticed by LGBTQ plus children. Kids who already face increased adversity every day in the form of harassment or bullying or discrimination. As a consequence, LGBTQ plus youth are four times as likely to attempt suicide than their peers. And nearly 60% of LGBTQ plus youth report experiencing symptoms of depression. 
Our words matter. Our actions here matter. When some Republicans attack gay and trans children, our kids hear that. They hear that they're not welcome at school, in public, and tragically, sometimes even at home. They hear that their rights are lesser than their peers because simply who they are. They hear that they don't have the same freedoms and liberties as every other kid. They hear that the adults in the room, including some of my colleagues here in Congress, do not care. Well, I care, and that's why I'm standing up against this attack and frankly, all the attacks I'm seeing on gay and trans kids. LGBTQ plus children deserve the freedom to be like any other kids, whether that be playing sports, joining a club, or just being a kid, free from bullying and harassment and discrimination. And that, of course, includes the school lunch line. These kids have a right to a life without harassment or further stigmatization. Should this misguided resolution go through, Congress is giving folks a free pass to deny a school lunch to a kid just because of who they are. And make no mistake, this resolution would make our LGBTQ plus kids feel less welcome and less safe in their own schools. This policy is about feeding children, no matter who they are. And it's just that simple. Please vote no. Mr. President. Senator from Hawaii. What's in the next Senate is going to be Senator Brian Schultz from Hawaii, like was stated. Mr. President, Republicans need to leave the kids alone. Leave the kids alone. Right now, they're trying to deny food to LGBTQ kids because they have disagreements about policies concerning trans people. And instead of debating those disagreements among adults, they're holding school lunches for kids hostage. So I want to be really clear about what this proposal would do and the message that it would send to millions of Americans. It would overturn a policy that prevents LGBTQ kids and adults from being discriminated against while accessing federal nutrition assistance, like school meals, food banks, SNAP benefits. You have an issue with high school sports. I think you're wrong, but have at it. You have a view about trans people. I think you're wrong. I think it's terrible, but have at it. But leave the kids alone. Let them eat. Let the children have a lunch. Every kid des deserves a square meal. Leave them alone. Most people are fortunate enough to not have to worry about where their next meal will come from. It's just a routine part of life, but that isn't the case for many queer Americans who are twice as likely to experience food insecurity according to the Census Bureau. And trans people are three times as likely to be food insufficient compared to cisgender individuals. So this policy is not just an, another line in the rule book. It's the difference between people having a meal and going to bed hungry. And if we can't 
hold kids harmless. If we can't hold kids harmless, what the hell are we doing here? Can't we have some boundaries to the culture wars? Can't we have some disagreements without looping in the children? They are kids. We are adults. We are responsible for their health and safety. Let them have a square meal. I yield the floor. Senator from Kansas. Mr. President, it's always a great... The next one's going to be Senator Roger Marshall, Republican from Kansas. Honor to come to this hallowed floor to fight for our youth, our nation's greatest treasure. I would ask the White House to leave our kids alone. They're the ones that have picked this fight. It's the White House that won't leave our kids alone. I rise in support of SJ Resolution 42, which would strike down a policy memorandum regarding the federal school lunch program that the USDA issued and has since been weaponized against our youth. That's right, this administration is using school lunches to attack our youth to implement their transgender policies. Let me begin by stating as a physician, as an OBGYN, I've devoted my entire life to the health and well-being of moms and children. From a mother's first visit to our office, to the baby's birth and during the childhood, nutrition is a key to the healthy development and growth of every infant, toddler, and school-age child. And in my time as a doctor now at Capitol Hill, there's nothing I've stressed more to moms than the importance of nutrition. But with that being said, I'd like to make it abundantly clear as I address this chamber there's no greater champion for children's health and nutrition than me. That's why, as you can imagine, I'm deeply troubled by the way my friends across the aisle describe this intent of this revolution today. And I'm actually shocked by just how wrong and frankly deceitful they are with their tactics and messaging on this CRA. Let me be clear. The only player in this policy fight that wants to and has actually suspended access to the school lunch program is the Biden administration. After three years, I thought I'd seen it all when it came to what this current administration is willing to do in order to force its radical transgender agenda on the American people. Unfortunately, we have underestimated how committed they are to forcing this harmful ideology on all of us. Today, I'm bringing this resolution to the floor to expose the links of the Biden administration is willing to go to appease the far-left factions of their party. Now, I learned a long time ago with this White House, don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. Take note, observe their actions. Listen to this, a memorandum issued by the USDA last May shows that they have extended fighting their culture war in a way that leaves school lunches for children hanging in the balance. Right now, as I stand here in this chamber, the Biden administration is threatening food assistance for low-income kids unless the schools they attend carry out their transgender, transgender agenda, putting children's access to lunch at risk. This resolution of disapproval we're considering today aims to overturn this horrific policy memorandum for the USDA, which would deny low-income kids access to the federal school lunch program if their school does not adhere to the Biden administration's mandate. This includes, but it's not limited to, requiring biological boys to be given access to girls' bathrooms and locker rooms, or allowing biological boys to compete in girls' sports. 
We've heard all these stories of young women denied opportunities to win a championship or gain a scholarship because of a biological boy was allowed to compete in their events. Listen, this is flat out wrong. And as someone who was a middle school student when Title IX was enacted, and I saw firsthand the value that law added to allow young girls to participate in school sports, many of whom went on to receive athletic scholarships. To see this actions by the White House is heartbreaking. The USDA memorandum would force Christian schools to abandon their religious belief. Listen, this is not hyperbole or political rhetoric. The Biden administration has already weaponized the school lunch program and suspended access to the school lunch program specifically in two schools, requiring both to file lawsuits over losing federal food assistance. In California, the USD has actually taken away school lunch funding from kids because a Christian school refused to violate their closely held religious beliefs in their hiring policies. Because this school wanted to draw their workforce from a pool of individuals who share their values and live out their religious convictions, children, children including LGBT families, had the federal funding for their lunches taken away. This is fact. What's ironic here is there was an original case in Florida where USDA granted an exemption for religious schools and enforced the federal statute that includes a robust religious exception. But this year, a second lawsuit has been filed because the USDA wasn't abiding by the standard the statute set. If the USDA is not going to follow its own exemption and ignore federal law, then we must act, and we must act today. More than 20 Republican attorney generals agree with me and are suing the USDA over the policy memorandum. If this USDA policy continues, schools risk losing federal funds for free and reduced lunches. In total, more than 29 million students nationwide receive free or reduced lunch programs, something I'm proud to support. We must protect these children's food security, their privacy, and their safety at all costs. The USD has no authority to force this on our children or the schools they attend to adhere to woke mandates such as requiring boys to be given access to girls' bathrooms and locker rooms or allowing boys to compete against girls in girls' sports. The USD has no authority to tell Christian schools they have to violate their religious beliefs. I'll wrap it up with this. We must stop this policy dead in its tracks to protect access to school lunches for students across the country and send a clear message to this administration. Stop weaponizing the federal government. And let me state again, the only player in this policy fight aiming to take away access to the school lunch program is the Biden administration. This CRA would not allow for the discrimination against the kids in the lunch line. That's protected by federal law. It's in statute. With that, I encourage my colleagues to support this passage. Mr. President, I'd like to yield the remainder of my time to the senator from the great state of Texas, Senator. Senator from Texas. Mr. President. Here we go, the senator no balls. President. Mr. President, I rise today to support Senator Marshall's resolution of disapproval of this outrageous rule. You know, I have to say, as I sat here on the Senate floor, I listened to my friend from Hawaii give his floor remarks. And as I listened to what he said, I wrote down some of what he said. He said, kids need to eat. He said, don't take the food away from children. And he said, don't drag children into the culture wars. And I have to admit, Mr. President, I felt like I was in Alice in Wonderland and that I'd gone through the looking glass because I agree emphatically with all three of those statements. And for a moment there, I thought the senator from Hawaii had risen to give a speech 
in support of this resolution of disapproval. What is this issue about? Understand what it is about. It is Joe Biden and the Democrats who are taking food away from children. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has told schools, we will cut off your school lunch funding. We will take the food out of your, off of your plates and out of your mouths unless the schools comply with the Biden administration's radical transgender policies. It is Joe Biden and the Democrats and every Democrat who votes in favor of this policy who are saying we are going to take food away from kids. Why? Because today, to today's Democrat Party, feeding children, and mind you, we're talking about low-income kids, many of whom the only food they get that day, they get at school. And the Democrats are going to say, we're taking away your food. Why? Because today's Democrat Party is committed to the proposition that a boy who identifies as a girl should be allowed to use the girl's restroom, should be allowed to shower with teenage girls, even if the girls don't want it. That 10, 12, 14, 15-year-old girls should be forced to shower naked next to someone who is biologically male. This is not hypothetical. Members of the Judiciary Committee listened to the testimony of Riley Gaines, a national champion swimmer who was forced under these same idiotic policies to shower in a shower next to someone biologically male with full male equipment. She wasn't asked for her consent. I asked the women in this chamber, how many of you would be excited to be forced to shower with someone biologically of the opposite sex? Today's Democrat Party has embraced the radical and extremes, and when it comes to sports, their view also is that boys should be able to compete against girls in sports and men should be able to compete against women in sports. And this is happening all over the country. I believe in women's sports. I believe in girls' sports. I have two young daughters. Sports are amazing for girls to learn discipline and hard work and teamwork. Title IX has opened doors for young women to go to college. And yet the Democrats' extreme transgender ideology is destroying girls' sports and women's sports. This is not a matter of gender or gender identity. This is a matter of fairness. Anyone who is not consumed by ideology understands there's a difference between boys and girls. There are biological differences between boys and girls. There is a reason why recently in Canadian powerlifting, a biological male won women's powerlifting, beating the second place competitor by, if I remember correctly, 463 pounds. It is not fair to force little girls to compete against biological boys. The Democrats don't care about fairness. They care about extreme ideology, and every Democrat who votes against this CRA is voting to take the food from hungry kids because that's how radical they are in enforcing this policy. Mr. President, I urge every senator to vote aye. Mr. President. Senator from Connecticut.
President, I'd ask unanimous consent that I be permitted to speak for up to five minutes. And Senator Stabenow be permitted to speak for up to one minute prior to the scheduled vote. Is there objection? Without objection. Mr. President, on the merits, this resolution is just... This is Senator Chris Murphy from Connecticut, a Democrat. Absurd. The Department of Agriculture is not, as Senator Cruz alleges, punishing schools based upon how they label bathrooms or what they teach in health classes. The offenses that Senator Marshall and Senator Cruz are alleging here are just made up. What the department is saying is simple. If you're feeding poor kids, it shouldn't matter whether that kid is straight or gay or transgender, whether they're black or white, whether they're Catholic or Protestant. You can't choose not to feed a kid because of their ethnicity, their ethnicity, their race, or their sexual orientation. That's just common sense. And I guarantee you 90% of Americans agree with that sentiment. The reason we're debating this resolution, though, isn't because there's a problem that needs to be solved. We're debating this resolution because the right wing in this nation has launched a relentless and unceasing campaign to marginalize, demonize, and bully kids who are gay, transgender, or non-binary. All across the country, Republican state legislatures are introducing bills designed to demonize gay children, to make people believe that these kids are a threat to others. Hundreds and hundreds of bills, all centered on the same lie as this resolution, that it's not okay to be gay, that it's abnormal to be transgender, and that society should rally around efforts to bully and shame these children and their families. A few weeks ago, I finished up my annual walk across the state of Connecticut. I do it each year. I spend a walk, spend a, a week walking about 20 miles a day, talking to hundreds of people, most of them totally non-political, about what they care about and what they want their leaders to be working on. You know what nobody talked to me about on that walk? Children's sexual orientation, drag shows in schools, bathroom labeling. You know what they did talk to me about? Wages, not keeping up with costs, the safety of their neighborhoods, Israel, opioids, drug costs. This obsession that Senator Marshall and Senator Cruz and their right-wing allies have with the sexual orientation of our kids is so divorced from what people are actually talking about in this country. It's no wonder the candidacy of Ron DeSantis, really founded on his relentless similar campaign of attacks against gay kids and adults in Florida, is floundering. Because even primary voting Republicans think that this obsession that Republicans have with children's sexual orientation or gender identity is just super creepy and super weird. And it has nothing to do with the actual set of problems that this nation is facing. But there is one problem attached to this resolution. There are consequences to what Senator Marshall and Senator Cruz are proposing. When leaders choose to make bullying and marginalizing gay kids a top priority, kids listen. Fuel gets given to their bullies. People like the senators that are sponsoring this resolution legitimize attacks on gay kids and make those kids feel inferior and alone. The students at Seth Walsh's school they were systematic in the way that they targeted him because he was gay. They pushed him down the stairs. They kicked him until he was badly bruised. They screamed at him. They called him names. No doubt these bullies took direction and inspiration from adults who paved the way, who endorsed this kind of behavior. And then one day after one of these incidents, a frightened Seth called his mom and he said, Mom, you've got to come get me 
right now. His mother could feel the fear in his voice, so she grabbed Seth's little brother. They rushed out the door. They went to the school. They brought him home. His mom was so supportive. That afternoon, they just sat and they talked. Seth went upstairs. He took a shower to calm himself down. Afterwards, he came downstairs, asked his mom for a pen, told him he was going outside to play with the dogs. Ten minutes later, his mom went outside to continue this conversation with her son. But it was too late. Seth had hung himself from a tree, and the pen he had asked for was for his suicide note. Seth Walsh was 13 years old. A recent survey of transgender youth showed that half of them, 52% of them, have contemplated suicide over the last year. Just think about that for a second. Half of the kids who are transgender come to the conclusion at some point in their young lives that they would be better off dead, dead, than to live in a world that believes that they are threats to be marginalized or expunged. How small, how tiny do you have to be to reach a position of political leadership and choose to use that position to bully or shame kids like Seth? This campaign of targeting and marginalizing gay and transgender kids, trying to convince the country that they are threats to this country, it's just wrong on the facts, it's wrong morally, and it has lethal consequences, and it should stop. All right, ladies and gents, you heard what was brought on the Senate floor that was happened this past past week and I got it. <laughs> I gotta know my two cents to talk about this debate right here and as you know I live in Florida so I have to deal with this dumbass governor that we have here DeSantis and I have to deal with Matt Gates another dumbass and some stupid people that I unfortunately represent the state of Florida on the Senate and the House of Representatives. But let me sip on this wine here real quick. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents. The bill, the bill is clearly focused on provide funds to feed all children. This is the bill, all right? Forget about what you heard about Senator uh, Roger Marshall and Ted Cruz talking about because they are deviating to what this is the bill is about. They talk about apples, they talk about grapes, kiwi, and dragon fruit. That has nothing to do with what this bill is all about. All right, so let's make this, this point clear. All kids, this, this, the, the, the government, the funds from the federal government is to provide meals to all children in school, regardless of anything. So, regardless of what you think about or uh, your opinion about LGBT community, the kids in that community, the, the young free people they are already in that community, has nothing to do with this bill. Do we make this clear, right? You heard many times. So, now, I have a problem with, now, Senator, like I say, Senator Rogers Marshall blaming the White House. And then, once again, they're going to debate about kids in sports. There's a separate discussion. 
And I have my opinion about that, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk about this because that's not the focus that's supposed to be as far as the LGBT community is concerned. Okay? This bill is about the food. So now, Ted, the male no balls. The reason I call Ted Cruz the male no balls because when he's talking about, he always played games, he's a tough guy, but he didn't say anything. He did not stood up for his father when Trump accused him of being involved in the killing of JFK. Ted Cruz did not stand up to defend his wife. He said something on the news, but he still did not have more balls to to confront Trump when he was talking about his Ted Cruz's wife is ugly and talking trash about his wife. And all of a sudden now, he was Ted Cruz when he you know, lost the, the chance to become the candidate for the president in 2016. Was he like, you no, know, campaign for Trump? So you cannot defend your family. You know what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, now you got some balls to talk about anything else. Cred- Ted Cruz, for me, has no credibility on nothing that he said. Okay? Now, this the, the male no balls was talk about fairness. And he's the one in the state that's trying to eliminate a lot of things. The voting rights of people, there's no fairness over there. The rights of the, the, the minorities, there's no fairness over there. Uh, there's a whole lot of things that's also going on that was watching some couple of videos that's going on on the House of Representatives in Texas. They are trying to rip about, about a bunch of uh, rights for minority. Where's the fairness right now, Teddy Cruz? Why not run your mouth talk about having fairness in Texas? And then they are voting something in Houston about target a black district. That, you know, there's a whole lot of black votes in here. They, they're trying to chop that down to eliminate black people to vote. So for Ted Cruz, Cruz to run his mouth about talking about fairness, man, please, get out of my face with your your stupidity. You know what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? So that's what's going on right now in the Senate. So my personal... And another thing that's, that's, that thing kills, burns my soul when you talk about all this... White Christians evangelical, the fake ones, you know, because they keep saying about oh, the life, all life matters. You shouldn't take care of the lives. Okay, then feed the children is important. So you're just concerned about a life when it's in the womb, but as soon the child is born, forget about how important that life. What are you doing? And I say that I have a podcast about that two episode. Talk about how many kids are in the orphanage. Right now, they need a home to live. How many Republicans? For them, their life is so important, right? So how many Republicans are focused on make sure that there's no they empty orphanage? No kids should be living in orphanage right now. How many Republicans are focused on providing meals to our students? How many Republicans are focused on take care of the homeless, take care of the prostitutes? take care of the drug addict because these are precious lives in my opinion to God all lives is precious in the eyes of God so if you call yourself a Christian and now you vote against feeding uh, the children and also I have also other podcasts that talk about laws that's been made about the crime now to feed the homeless and the Republicans are the ones behind all this loss. 
So the hypocrisy, man, the hypocrisy that really it kills me with the BS these Republicans talking about, man, is simply ridiculous. And for those that did not listen to the speech of the minority representative from, from the House, the minority leader from the House of Representatives, now Mr. Jeffrey for New York, uh, Representative Jeffrey, that he gave a huge, huge speech now talk about what the Republican Party stand for. Not the Republican, the Democratic Party stand for, related to that for the people, for the homeless, to the LBT, for the minority, to the LBT rights. Because at the end of the day, ladies and gents, regardless of your, 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 your religious opinion, okay, every, every human being on this country and on earth want to live a happy and safe life. You may disagree with how people live their lives, but that's not your business. Unless anybody is attacking you or causing you harm, that's when you should be concerned. But if he, you know, Tyrone or Jacqueline or Craig or, or Josh, you know, are living their lives how they want to live their life, that has nothing to do with you. So you need to learn how to mind your business and focus on your life. Because you want your rights to be respected and want all your rights to nobody touch about it. But all of a sudden now, you talk about somebody else's right. So stay in your lane. That's what you need to do. And for those, like I said, this fake-ass white evangelical Christian that call themselves a Christian, you do represent nothing. You have no representation of God on earth. Because the God that I know, you know, you're supposed to be, if you claim that you're a Christian, you're supposed to be the salt on this, uh, the salt on this earth and the light. So and you should care and take care and show compassion for every human being that we encounter with. So for you to run your mouth and talk about your pro-life, when you talk about, you know, do the right thing, all of a sudden now you don't want to do the right thing. So you know what? Sit your ass down. That's all you need to do. And shut your mouth. And ladies and gents, on that note, I'd like to thank all of you people that listen to this awesome and international podcast. Please keep a share with all family and friends. Good Wine and Great Lives podcast has come all the way from the bottom and moving straight to the top, aiming to be the number one spot. Please feel free to visit my YouTube channel with the same name, Good Wine and Great Lives. Leave your comments. Subscribe and click on the like button on every video that you watch. These two clicks will help my YouTube channel to grow very fast. I appreciate your support. Once again, this is by Casanova. Please be safe, be kind, and be blessed. And do the best of what you can do with what you got. And I will see you next Saturday. Holla! Coming from the bottom.
I'm moving straight to the top. Coming with the pull up for the number one spot. Pushing my back like a push I on the block. Holding my down, sucker, papas get lost. Coming from the bottom, moving straight to the top. Coming with the pull up for the number one spot. Pushing my back like a push I on the